0: Okay, welcome back to That IT Show. We have another episode for you today. This time it's going to be about PowerShell and Microsoft and some of the things that I recently encountered in combination of both.
1: So, hello. So, you have been paying attention to your software side and uh, <coughs> being dealing with uh, Microsoft and the uh, thing that they call the uh, shell scripting and okay. the, the consistencies of uh, PowerShell. Oh, you want to go there? No, the but I'm just I'm just mentioning because oh. you did it you, in the last episode. You did it to me, so I need to mention the consistencies.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm writing this down. We are coming back to this. We are circling back to that. That's popular to say today.
1: So let's see how the keep it simple and keep it simple. Uh, keep it simple. It's not going to happen. The, so, so the the key, the is uh, gambit. How it works in uh, Microsoft world. Oh Lord. Can you make anything less
0: complicated, please?
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, so, uh, from what I understand and pro- what you told me, you tried uh, sh- uh, trying to try to. Uh, test the consistencies between different versions of Microsoft Windows Server uh, in front of the students in a live demo without trying it first.
0: You made such a backward way of introducing this, it's incredible. That's only something that you can do. No, actually, let let me give you a little bit of a background to what we're discussing here. So, uh, I did a fair share of PowerShell courses in the past 10 or so years, and locally in the company I'm probably One of the few people who really work with PowerShell on a daily basis. And I'm very much like the idea of using PowerShell. I commanded Microsoft when they introduced it in, what was it, 2008 or 7 or 9 or whatever. It was actually my ticket back to uh, doing Microsoft Windows administration because I was kind of frustrated doing everything manually. And coming from the Linux world, as we both do, we kind of like go, we've gotten used to the fact of uh, having the capability to do shell scripting so when they introduced powershell i was very happy camper so that's the that's the first part of the story the second part of the story we make an effort uh, to teach our students the basics of powershell over the course of ma- multiple courses that are related both to microsoft administration and uh, microsoft and VMware virtualization because that kind of brings their focus of just purely typing some commands into practical focus. And on our intro course uh, for the for one one of the Microsoft courses, first one in a row, we have a lecture about introduction to PowerShell, then we have a lecture about Active Directory, and then we have, of course, the combination of both. And cut to, to kind of like cut to the chase and then explain everything that happened afterwards. I think I made a good mess of uh, uh, turning out uh, I, I, let's let's call it this way. how to be a complete pillock in front of your students without being to, being the one to blame for anything. That's what the episode should be called. because uh, I uh, what I did on that lecture, I did dozens of times before before it worked perfectly every single time. I have to admit that. And I was actually able to repeat that um, once more in uh, in the same environment, okay? So it wasn't something uh, on a different server, blah, 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 virtualized. But basically, uh, both students and myself, uh, we got first very annoyed, and afterwards we had a laugh of our lives. So that's that's the real story, not the... Um, Hollywood movie version of you.
1: Yes, but I would start with uh, never, ever do live demos as live demos.
0: I always do live demos, and I'm going to keep on doing them.
1: Yes, I know, but uh, don't do live demos on Microsoft, uh, new versions of Microsoft products. Because... uh, That's
0: uh, that's actually a very fair point.
1: Because uh, consistency of Microsoft, uh, to be completely fair, consistency of Microsoft across the Windows server versions from two two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty two, right now, is being steadily uh, falling, and I think that. You mean pro- consistency in software quality? That's n- what we're n- discussing. Consistency, consistency, in everything working. It's not about software quality. Uh, uh, let, let let me uh, state my case. Okay. Active Directory exists for the last twenty five years. E- Five-ish years. Yes. Uh, OK, let's let's uh, reconsider that. Let's say that uh, Active Directory, as you know, it cons- uh, is uh, came up with the Windows Server 2000. <laughs> so in NT4, let's let's not talk yeah. about the in, in, in NT4, because it's, it's 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 extremely uh, it's uh, entirely different. So we are not going to uh, talk about it. Water. So 20 issues. I cannot understand how could it possibly happen that the newest version of something that old uh comes with the functionality that is so broken that you are unable to add users so th- 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 this is mind-boggling
0: yeah i had I, I i kind of like had a mental dizzy episode i was completely like uh catatonic for a couple of seconds on that lecture unable to understand what just transpired in front of my eyes because it was uh, very disappointing very surprising and very worrying at the same time.
1: Yes. Yeah, so basically, you ran out of uh, resource IDs on a domain controller that, that was, was freshly installed. That was freshly installed, and it was the only domain controller in Active Directory. Yes. So basically, the uh, PDC uh, or the uh, RID Master uh, role was lagging behind so much that it wasn't able to provide the resource IDs for the new new uh, users. Okay. On a virtual
0: machine. Freshly installed, fully updated, four and cores, eight gigabytes of memory, running on an NVMe SSD on the VMware hypervisor. Yes, but
1: did you try to create a million users?
0: Uh, uh, no, obviously I wasn't able to. <laughs> after that, uh, okay, okay but which
1: it should be able to do. Yes, so the idea of something like this happening shouldn't be possible, uh, not after t- twenty years of uh, development. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about now we have set uh, the, the stage, stage. Mm-hmm. let's now talk about the scripting and how the scripting should be working and how the script is n- scripting is not working and how the scripting is getting broken in Windows because let me just uh, create my own hipo- hypothesis right now I think that Microsoft is right now trying to do what Microsoft does best they have created a product that works mm-hmm. PowerShell and now they are experimenting because they are trying to introduce the new Windows Terminal New uh, version of distributing packages we can get. .NET Core. Uh, they are introducing .NET Core, and they are trying to uh, create the artificial uh, competition between teams inside Microsoft on who is going to get better in uh, providing a back-end for uh, installation of everything. So, basically, they created the whole subset of back-end solutions to things that didn't need to be solved instead of concentrating on PowerShell.
0: You mean the good old left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing scenario?
1: Yes, but at the same time, uh, the company is drawing the middle hand and the upper hand, and now we are creating an octopus, but <laughs> no, no, nobody, got the, nobody got the memo.
0: No, Nobody got the memo, but the metaphor is there. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So basically what I try to do is super simple, and I've done it on every single one of my PowerShell courses that I did in the past 10 or so years. So I did it probably, I don't know. 20 times or so, and I did it for my customers as well for testing environments many times. Or so, I created a test file with uh, some entries as uh, comma separated values, and I created a PowerShell script that loops through that CSV and creates users in Active Directory. Specifically, this was on Windows Server 2022. Okay. So, I gave my explanations to all the students. I've shown them some basics of PowerShell before and Active Directory, and I told them how to kind of combine that, how that's a valid use case for doing uh, using PowerShell. I told them that the most common use case for this is testing environment when you're uh, creating a test domain so that you can work with some test data and stuff like that. For companies who deal with testing environments, this is probably the most natural scenario of things to do. It doesn't really matter what the authentication backend is. Is it pure LDAP Active Directory or something else? That's beside the point. So there I was proudly explaining to my students how PowerShell is great, how Active Directory works beautifully, and how this demo is going to be kick-ass to kind of like explain to them why one uh, is like a match made in heaven for the other. And after a couple of hundred users, my script crashed. Okay. You're going to see the results of that uh, in the video. I got so... I was flabbergasted. That's the expression that I was was looking for earlier. I could not believe for the life of me what's happening in front of my eyes. I rebooted the server. Tried again. No. Uh, It still gave me uh, the same error. I went to Event Viewer and discovered, as you mentioned earlier, that basically the breed was broken. I was left speechless. And as a true, let's say, true Linux dude, Unix dude of the past, uh, that's, the, that's the moment where spite came into play. And I said to my students, uh, if this doesn't work, on an older version of server, something like 2012 or 2012 R2, I'm going to like rip out my own hand. And in front of them, I had a template, I think of Windows 2012. I deployed it from a clone, uh, configured Active Directory, rewrote the same script or copied it there, ran it and it finished no problem whatsoever. Point proven. So basically coming back to your point the quality of software diminishes over time in some use cases i think that even if even if i tried to be more fair than i could i think that that applies to some of the some pieces of microsoft software heavily and then because my spite wasn't done because just like you i'm a sarcastic uh, dude let's call it that way i would call myself differently but let's stick to that um I said, let me create this script on one of the Linux machines and show you how Linux does it as well. So uh, the script was probably, let's say 50% 50 in length compared to PowerShell. It's way simpler. And what actually ended up being one of the biggest laughing stocks was the uh, speed comparison between the processes because um, I tried to create hundreds and hundreds of users just for the purposes of creating hundreds and hundreds of users on so PowerShell, in Active Directory, and in Linux. I just wanted to show them what the idea of using for each loop is or something like that, and what what the combination of AD and PowerShell can give to you if you know how to use them. Uh, the, the first script on Windows Server 2022 ran for, I don't know, minute or so. Then it crashed. Then I spent next 10-15 minutes trying to fix it. To no avail. Then deployment of 2012, couple of minutes for cloning from a template, uh, Active Directory installation, uh, copying the script, that's like 10 minutes of work, nothing major. I ran the script there, worked perfectly, created all of the users that I wanted it to create, but it ran for minutes. And again, as my spite was growing towards the end of the lecture, in which I made a complete asshat out of myself, by blindly trusting uh, certain brands, something that I mentioned uh, uh, across multiple episodes, never to do, hence my reason why I said it, among other reasons. Uh, Then I ran the same thing in Linux, which finished in a couple of seconds. So there are more than a few takeaways to take from this, but Uh, you were you were not present on this lecture you're just hearing me uh, like a second from like second-hand description of what happened so I want
1: to hear your reaction I'm going to start with the probably the most disappointing one Uh, I must say that everything you said makes sense to me and it is something that I would expect uh, to happen uh, in a live demo on a Microsoft uh, environment so because i i'm not sure that i know of anything that i did with the students when it comes to microsoft that is completely consistent across uh, every machine Uh, let me set up uh okay let let me talk about i don't know a normal regular group of students we are talking about 20 or so people inside the inside the environment environment is completely uh template created so every machine exa- is exactly the same correct uh, it is running in the vmware so uh every machine is behaving uh completely the same correct and we are doing something like installation of uh back to directory mm-hmm. in a group of 20 people usually i have one or two that are unable to create a, a, a domain for some reason or the other yeah uh, i've c- seen that c- as well c- creation fails Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's probably somewhere around uh, two, two to three percent of people completely fail to create a domain from the first try. I. I have absolutely no re- no idea why. Mm-hmm. How can this even happen? Why is this happening? And then I need to debug in front of the students. I need to try to find what the solution is, and usually the best solution is just to revert to the snapshot and try to try again, and then it works.
0: But for lab work, for practice work that you do, kind of like doing the troubleshooting is not necessarily bad, of course, with
1: with the uh, caveat being that you kind of look like a fool. Yes, but the problem is that you are doing something so simple and so basic that it shouldn't fail any time uh, when it's the, uh, the, when it's being done on the completely clean machine, mm-hmm. I understand the reasons why it failed. I understand that they, they you could debug it. You can t- try to find the troubleshooting steps, and you could be, you need to basically read the logs and see what happened. But nothing should happen. Uh, there shouldn't be any conceivable uh, scenario in which uh, active directory creation unless it's hardware failure, of course. Yes, but. In this particular environment, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be a scenario like this because it makes both Microsoft and me look bad. Mm-hmm. And, and, thi- and to be clear, we don't want that. Yes. Uh, we. I'm skeptical about what Microsoft does, but I think that basic things should always work in any uh, operating system because it's simple things. It's basic things. We are creating an environment. We're teaching people how to create the environment. This is one of the first uh, real exercises that we do on real... Actual uh, domain controllers, and we are trying to uh, explain to people how these things work. It is disconcerting that you uh, find out when you ha- come in touch with the enterprise level Active Directory uh, when you realize that this is not going to work all the time, and you need to explain to people. Okay, uh, in the start of the lecture, I, I started, uh, I started starting the lectures with this is going to fail. In some instances, mm-hmm. uh, we usually won't be able to understand why. Just revert the snapshot and try again. This is insanity.
0: Yeah, the, th- this uh, happens across multiple uh, courses as well.
1: Yes. Okay, but th- th- there is also the exchange thing. Then when it says that uh, if it doesn't come up within in, in a couple of minutes, just restart all the services and then uh, try again. Uh, hmm. Yes, this is this is the other the other uh, the other puzzling thing. But okay, this is one thing. So I was not surprised. I have seen this happen in a myriad of ways with the most basic things in the Active Directory. What is surprising me is, first, that it worked, because I know it worked. It's something that is always working. You didn't try to create anything out of the ordinary. (laughs) Creating users should be always working.
0: That's not level 100, that's level 10.
1: Yes, 2. Okay. You have an Active Directory, you should be able to create users. So it's the it kind of uh, thing that should be able to be done. But, okay, let's ignore this, this for a bit. Uh, how this passed any tests? Because this wasn't an isolated incident. Again, I, I, I was able to repeat that. Yes, this is a repeatable incident. So it's an actual bug somewhere. How did this pass tests? Uh, w- what happened to the unit tests in Microsoft that enables uh, new versions of Server to completely break uh, user creation? How is this possible? I'm not talking about how is this possible. I know how it's possible. It's solder. Solder breaks. Yes. Bugs and uh, bugs are normal, but I don't think that in this um, phase of the uh, phase of the maturity and maturity development. and development of the Windows Server. And in this uh, space and place in time, uh, this should happen, because this is such a basic task, that I suspect that Microsoft is not even not even testing for it.
0: Uh, you mean they presume that it works? Yes. and Never tried it yes. with yes. some new yes. version of dot .NET or yes. something? Yes, yes, yes. That actually sounds very reasonable,
1: as an assumption, I think. Yes, because I think that uh, they would check for it but they are so complacent about it working that nobody is bothering to do it.
0: That's very disappointing actually.
1: Yes. But th- this this is my this is my only uh logical Some explanation should, for yeah. this happening.
0: Okay. Okay. Anything
1: else to add? Um, I'm just going through uh I t- I my friend, uh, AI and me, are. To, to, uh, uh, we are talking about uh, differences between the, how PowerShell does things and how Bash does things in the Linux. And I'm going to do a little bit of... I'm going to ask you one thing. Okay. Do you think that we are going to end up with uh, Linux kernel running Windows applications? Okay. Or Windows kernel uh, running Linux applications?
0: I think the first is more likely. Yes. The reason being because it's just better.
1: Okay, and then are we going to stick with the PowerShell way of uh, object uh, passing uh, in, pa- in scripting? Or are we going to keep with the text-based model of uh, whatever you see as the output of the command is going to be forwarded?
0: I think both. It's not going to be one of them. I think both are going to remain. Because and it's good.
1: Uh, I have a problem with PowerShell. Okay. My problem is hidden objects. Uh,
0: Mm, I I think you you personally have a much bigger problem with PowerShell PowerShell, that's not hidden objects or something like that. It's the inconsistency of the arguments and difficulty of uh, understanding how a sane person thought that something as straightforward as PowerShell can be so non-standardized in terms of the arguments and functionalities.
1: for me the first problem that i have is that uh, the idea of having separate commandlets come with different products and depend uh, you depend on a particular product being installed uh to have a commandlet available mm-hmm. this is one thing the other thing is that can be hidden, avoided hidden but properties, but hidden properties. The, yes yeah i agree uh and the idea of me seeing something on the screen and then having to recheck if there is something else that i didn't see that is getting forwarded or is there something that is not being forwarded but i can see it
0: you mean like uh, filter everything versus f- a format list type of stuff yes stuff and like then and, yeah, and, okay. and
1: then stuff not being serial and uh, stuff not being able to uh, be be used that's an excellent
0: actually topic L- let me stop you there for a second um, I think you were witnessing this in a lifetime two, two weeks ago. Yes, yes, this is this, 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 this we I reason
1: why, why I was mentioning it.
0: You mean about the VHDX and yes. VHD, yeah. So, uh, new VM, PowerShell commandlet that Microsoft uses on Hyper-V, when you're creating new virtual machine, accepts only VHDX file type, so the later, the newer version of the uh, virtual machine file, it doesn't accept VHD
1: put up put up the put up the example so people can see yeah okay okay
0: Uh, so uh, the way in which you go around that problem because you cannot work with the vhd as an object in that powershell but you can work with the vhd as a string so i went around that problem by Basically, doing, doing, inserting doing
1: injecting, what? injecting a string inside a uh, command line as an object by creating an object out of the string and then inserting this object inside instead of the other one. Oh, Lord,
0: my head hurts. Yes. Let's say yes. But uh, And I explained this to our students in real time in Discord what I did. They were very thankful because we gave them the assignment to do that. Okay, that was a part of the assignment to do it that uh, to uh, create a VM with VHD, not VHDX. It was actually a misspell. okay? So it was kind of like an error on my part, but it was it turned out to be a very good misspell because we were able to kind of like give them further information about PowerShell so that they, they can learn something. And I got a lot of comments from the students about this. They were like, that was a very good explanation, and thank you. So there, there was something good to come out of that.
1: Yes, but uh, the inconsistency of uh, different versions of uh, objects being able to be forwarded or not is big in uh, PowerShell. The other thing that I extremely dislike is that Microsoft is trying to be uh, cheerful about there being a bad compatibility with everything. And the uh, disturbing number of uh, lectures and uh, examples that we use uh, get changed across the uh, different versions. So a lot of the things that we u- that used to work four or five years ago are not working on in this version of the Windows Server, although they used to work because things like VHd became VHD, uh, VHdx. So uh, something happened in the in the environment. Backwards compatibility officially exists, but when you try to run an uh, older version of the script, you start scratching. It, 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 it doesn't work. In Linux, uh, they, get, uh, they get out of the way to create older versions of the functions and everything else. Uh, they are uh, going to declare them dep- deprecated, but they are going to create a version of the script that is going always to work. So they are going to uh, basically create aliases, create uh, different versions of the parameters and so on. So, to enable your older uh, scripts to work. This is the same thing with the VI and VIM. Um, uh, many mini- commands on ma- Linux, ma- ma- Linux, Unix, ma- whatever. Yes, so they are basically areas to something else. Add user, user add, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's intentional. They are trying to uh, retain bad compatibility. In Microsoft, it seems like the bad compatibility is something that they are doing on paper, but then when it comes to actually running a command, it doesn't work. And mm-hmm. I have seen it many times, and this is a problem. Okay, I have another one. Because I want a script that is going to run for 10, for 10 years. I don't want my script to break when every new version of Windows Server Or, a, or an update or something. Yes.
0: Yeah. I have a, a second example for this, which I don't know. I don't know how, how, how to go about this without getting very angry, but it is what it is. Let's start with the simple things let's say that you have a, a Windows 10 client that you want to use as an administrator to h- hook up to your Hyper-V environment and VMware environment. Let's say that you okay. have both. I have clients like that, so actually our company uses that as well. There is a new dash VM PowerShell commandlet for both of them. Okay. How are we going to do that uh, in our Windows 10 machine? And the correct question is, uh, the correct answer is either we are going to deploy, let's say, Power CLI, uh, VMware's uh, PowerShell extension, to a separate directory, so that it doesn't clash with the Hyper-V one, or we are going to have force one over the other. Okay. Because in no way, shape, or form you can have both of them, obviously, in the same directory. It's impossible. They have vastly different, of course, .NET uh, .NET backends. And you can use the Hyper-V version for Hyper-V only and, of course, the PowerCLI version for VM only. We are in the 21st century. You people cannot, can't you just work it out? Like new Hyper-V VM, new VMware VM, something, unique name, do not put us through that. And th- this is not the only example, of course. I
1: think that they know where this comes from. Do you remember back way then when people were trying to create web pages? Yeah. The first thing that they needed to do was to uh, find out which browser you're using, and then uh, work around all the bugs in the browser. Mm -hmm. So basically, they create a web page that said, "If you are using Internet Explorer three, then uh, use this. Or Explorer four, use this." That's still there up to this very day. Yes, I think that we have come to a point where you're going to uh, start creating scripts that are going to say, if you're using PowerShell in version five, six, seven, eight, nine, 6, 7, whatever, uh, or whatever the name of the PowerShell right now is, because I I don't know if it's, if it's Core, if it's, power, it's it is PowerShell. Core. Is, no, it's is, Core, yeah. I think it's PowerShell now, just PowerShell.
0: No, it's uh, based on .NET Core, but yeah, it's yes, PowerShell. Yes, yes, yes. Yes.
1: But so you're going to start uh, having a header that is going to try to find out where it is running in, what is the environment and then try to uh, s- work around all the problems and create the aliases for the commands that you're trying to use you don't know this
0: actually but you c- perfectly sub- summarize my first first encounter with powershell yes you know because it was I back
1: ha- way but then when the powershell 2 and 3 were uh, running
0: when i had uh, an environment that used 2003 2008 r2 and 2012 and i was ge- uh, creating a script to connect to all of those servers via powershell remoting to get some information from the event log, okay, and I had to do exactly that. Yes, I know. It pissed, it, 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 it pissed it, it the was, hell out of it me. It was
1: the biggest difference. Uh, it was differences between uh, PowerShell one, two, and three, uh, because they came out. The, uh, the .NET backend was different. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, but, but yes. They, they they came out. Uh, they came out pretty quickly. One after o- the other. One after the other. And people who were doing the scripting didn't expect that the differences between different versions of PowerShell are going to be so huge. Mm -hmm. So they didn't uh, plan in advance to have uh, a system to try to detect which version you're running in. Because in normal scripting languages, a change like this takes years. So you don't change the name of the command with each version of the... No, uh, this was worse. This was worse. It was the same PowerShell commandlet, get eventlog Yes.
0: which had different options
1: okay so you don't change the commands between versions you uh, you uh, give the advance warning you create a deprecated message you get that message uh, running for the next five or six versions and then you deprecate the thank you for mentioning that because uh, this is actually something
0: that VMware does pretty well uh they have their own you know, shortfalls and falls and whatnots, but uh, let's say in the past couple of years, they changed some uh, options for uh, virtual networking and uh, virtual switches and whatnot, and they explicitly are uh, uh, leaving the old option active, and they're outputting this option is going to be deprecated in one of the future versions, use this switch instead, which I like very much. That's That's the way in which it should be done, especially, having in mind that in most use cases that I've seen so far in C L I when they are exchanging something for something, the syntax is the same. Which yes. is a, which is as user-friendly as it can be.
1: As I said, I'm talking with my friend here uh, at the same time, and I asked ChatGPT basically to give me an example of a script that is working in PowerShell on Windows Server 2019 and not working in the latest version of the server. Uh, it didn't even... Uh, flicker a bit uh, before it started to uh, giving me an example. Example is trivial. It says that storage spaces direct uh, are obsolete in the Windows Server 2022. So any mention of uh, 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 any mention of spa- uh, storage spaces direct is going to result in an error. <laughs> and so uh, people know about this problem. If I can ask an AI to give me an example of a script that is not going to work across different versions of the server and it comes with the solution uh, almost immediately this is a problem
0: I don't think that they discontinued it so t- I think it's feeding you the wrong information but maybe I'm maybe I'm lost here I don't think that it, it discontinued it, so that might be a flop on ChatGPT side, which so we've seen.
1: What we did, what, what we did say at, uh, about uh, live demoing uh,
0: solutions—that's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> but I would never use ChatGPT as a source for that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, it's a good backend, but no. Now I think that um, uh, I, I did not see that Microsoft announced that they are discontinuing storage uh, Spaces Direct. Although, if I can be so bold, to be quite honest and say they should, it shouldn't
1: be have been existed at all. No, no, no. They,
0: it should existed, but they should have started development of that five years prior and created a freaking GUI to do it. Okay. Because most of the most of the stuff that you do in uh, Storage Spaces and Storage Spaces Direct, if you want to actually work with it on a daily basis in production, you have to PowerShell.
1: Yes, I know. Yes, you know, and a bunch of stuff that you can do in uh, some uh, the SMB uh, protocol, a bunch of stuff that you can do on the NTFS and so on. There is a lot of things that you cannot do through GUI, mm-hmm. and the uh, I don't necessarily mind that, but for uh, long-term uh, maintenance and administration, I think GUI is preferable. But for example, uh, the duplication should be an uh, option somewhere in the, in the GUI. If compression is uh, the duplication, should be.
0: I think that there was, but I'm, maybe I'm just mixing up I some wasn't stuff. Able a, to, I wasn't like
1: able to find it. If somebody knows, the... no, no, actually,
0: it's uh, if you if you're talking about start the dedupe and stuff yes. like that, they were correct. Yes, nothing to add there.
1: So, uh, so uh, th- we are coming back to consistency. And different uh, hmm. different people doing different things. Uh, uh, Windows 11, mm-hmm. Windows 11 context menu. A uh, context menu seems to be done by three different groups. One, one, one group was doing the design for the uh, context menu, and they wanted to see a context menu that's going to be pristine. Mm-hmm. So, one this menu, when you press the right uh, mouse button, it looks amazing. It's completely consistent with the uh, UI. Uh, but they had the problem, because people tend to use the context menu for the uh, comments. So, mm-hmm. some, some people wanted to have some comments in the context menu, because they want to do something in the context. Mm-hmm. So, there is a show more options option that is going to show up in a different UI, uh, because this is going to be the old UI from the Windows 10. And then after you click there, you're going to end up with, for example, in properties, in some instances, you're going to end up with a a UI that is uh, basically uh, grandfathered in from the previous versions of Windows, basically up to the Windows NT. So (laughs) you can end up with with the property dialog box uh, that is as old as Windows. And this is the thing that is the that is the problem. The main beef that I have with the Microsoft and the way that PowerShell is being done and everything, almost everything else that the Microsoft is, is doing is that sometimes I think that they are just warring factions trying to uh, call themselves the same company. So the PowerShell mm. itself is an okay um, scripting language. It's I,
0: more than okay, but okay.
1: Uh, okay, okay. It has its own inconsistencies, but let's let's call it okay. Uh, while at the same time, they are pushing for a Windows subsystem for Linux, mm-hmm. so you can use Bash normally under, under Windows. Uh, this is more or less completely inconsistent with what uh, PowerShell is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are pushing for pr- multiple search engines for whatever parts of the Windows they are, cu- are currently trying to develop. Mm-hmm. They are at the same time, pushing for the cloud and for the on-premise uh, solution, while the on-premise solution is getting worse, mm-hmm. the cloud is not getting better. Okay. Uh, right now, they are at the same time trying to uh, do something on the gaming market. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a, today there was a big announcement that they are uh, they cannot buy activation did you see this?
0: I didn't, uh, but I knew that they were trying to.
1: Yes, so they basically the UK said that uh, Activision is not going to be, uh, for market reasons, is not going to be available to uh, to Microsoft. For so, monopoly reasons, probably. Yes, yes. Okay. So so they didn't uh, explain completely, and I, to be sure, I, uh, to be completely co- uh, correct, I didn't uh, pay too much attention to it. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft is doing so many things at the same time, and sometimes I don't see the what the Big idea is what the scenario is. So okay. pa- PowerShell is being pushed, but at the same time Bash is being pushed, and Linux is being pushed, and compatibility is being pushed, and the cloud is being p- so everything is being pushed as a new uh, pr- uh, product. And okay. s- and suddenly you don't know what the what the priorities are.
0: I remember from one of our, our previous conversations that you were very upset or very let's say ticked off by the fact that their UIs are inconsistent, PowerShell inc- inconsistencies I think we've, we've covered and we've shown them uh, as as a part of the episode as well. It basically, uh, I remember more than once you said this company is like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing.
1: As I said, the boring factions. So basically each team has its own goals. Each team is pushing for their goals to be met. Each team is pushing for their part of the product to be pushed, uh, to be uh, published and uh, released. But at the same time, there is nobody at the helm trying to uh, understand how this thing looks like from the perspective of the user. You need you need a Geppetto? No, I'm not the puppet master. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to be completely fine with somebody who is going to say this is inconsistent. Please let not not ship it before it be, it becomes consistent. So at least try to make things look close to each other so UI should be looking um, I wouldn't call uh, l- l- let's not talk about consistent AI uh, UI, UI. Uh, let's talk about uh, uh, consistent ish uh, uh, the UI because r- <laughs> r- r- right now we have UIs from the almost all the generations of Windows available mm-hmm. in this in the same product you are which not... one? Windows eleven? Yes, because you're not That's seeing awesome. this. You are just uh you are just one I'm
0: a lowly Windows ten user.
1: Yes, you are lonely uh, you are a lowly uh, the Windows ten user, but you are missing one uh generation of database uh, upon the Windows ten UI. So <laughs> your UI is more consistent than your UI in the Windows eleven. Uh,
0: Here's see... the reason why my why my computer is more consistent than yours.
1: Okay, but uh, inconsistency and uh, entropy is something that I'm, uh, I'm good at. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so th- it's th- th- the left and the,
0: r- left and the left and the right side of the brain in, in your metaphor are your Microsoft.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> so, but but this is the reason why Microsoft is uh, bothering me because I understand. But that's perfect for you. You just said that you like that. No, I don't like that because I understand <laughs> what the what the idea behind it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see that the inconsistencies are basically. A problem that should be addressed
0: but why it it makes your life so much more interesting you can get pissed off at things every single day you can connect to uh, your i don't know online uh, platform and have your camera not working one day your audio not working the second day both of them not working the third day it's your life is much more interesting that way
1: Mm, yes. Especially
0: with your be- with perfect Behringer, Behringer so audio card.
1: May, may, you, may you live in interesting times, but sometimes, <laughs> yes. sometimes this is not the way that I want to uh, work. Sometimes I want a device that actually works. Sometimes I want a uh, shell uh, scripting language that is consistent and working. Sometimes, me, sometimes, professor. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Just sometimes. Yes. Sometimes you just want to, you want to have a box of chocolates and uh, see what is going to come up. I saved a life today.
0: You don't know about this ah, because okay. you weren't here. Okay. A colleague of ours was uh, coming from hospital, so he had some uh, you know, diagnostic things that he needed to do. So he couldn't eat in the morning. Ah, okay. And he knocked on my door and said, please save me, please save me. Tell me that you have some chocolate. And I just bought some, uh, brought some uh, chocolate yesterday Put okay. it in the drawer and made him very happy. Okay, and so I gave him a croissant as well, just like I gave you a donut, Mister uh, Cop So, so on. T- <laughs> no, no, no bombshell.
1: No, no, no bombshell. But uh, on this note, that uh, we have a huge uh, source of uh, sugary things, sh- uh, carbohydrates. Yes, in uh, here, in, in form of you. Uh, oh, let's Lord. let's wrap this thing up and say that PowerShell is a good thing. PowerShell is immensely uh, powerful, but at the same time, it's inconsistent. As inconsistent, it could be. Uh, I think it's inconsistent enough to be annoying, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, consistent enough to be usable.
0: Uh, to kind of like further or counter your point at the same time. I don't know which one, but it's a very good tool. In my case, in, in the video, as you saw, it's a very good tool to end up looking like a pillock.
1: But this is just you trying to do live demos without uh, testing them.
0: That, that that's no yeah, normal. The, the fact that I did that demo 100 times before has no merit, right? Yes, because it's
1: Microsoft uh mr troll you, linux fan. every every uh patch tuesday means that you need to reconsider whatever you did before <laughs> please now like turn that advice to yourself as well okay i'm, I'm completely fine <laughs> with this as long as you know your limitations you're fine
0: mm, okay
1: okay so thank you for being here thank you for uh keeping up with us uh, see you next time yeah bye